Good morning, and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. Now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And we're back. It's 9 o'clock. Good morning, Labor Day weekend, and we are live in the studio. We'd love to take your calls about your health, uh, aging questions, things you've heard about and you don't quite understand, and those things on social media that have you really scratching your head or going, what? Eh, we'll talk about that, too. All right. We're going to head to Tacoma right now. We have Cindy on the line. Hi, Cindy. Hi. A uh, doctor mentioned three vaccinations at the beginning mm-hmm. of the program that he was going to get. One of them was the flu. What were the other two? <laughs> Pneumococcus. Uh, there is a particular bacteria that older people with our declining immune system are especially prone to. And it, uh, it's one of those things that... Uh, kills a lot of nursing home patients. When you hear people who died in the nursing home of pneumonia, it's frequently mm-hmm. pneumococcus. Um, and so just because you know I'm 76 years old, that is one of those things that I should protect myself against. And so it's a simple, simple vaccine, very reliable, virtually no side effects. Um, okay, I get that one. What was the other the other one. Okay. The other one yes. was the, the Tdap. Uh, this is tetanus, diphtheria, um, I forget what typhoid, they're typhoid yeah. yeah, typhoid. So that's just like, it's a common one that we, we give newborns, yeah. you know, we give babies when they're a few days old. And it's you not a life. You year? No, no, no. It's, it's not a lifelong thing. But you get really good protection for about 10 years. And so they, they give the kids when they're kids and they give it to them again about the fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade or so. And then, you know, if you go in the military, you get it again when you're 18 or 20. And so about every 10 years or so, you're, you can expect your immune immunity to these things is going to be declining a bit. And I have not had one for almost 20 years. And so I'm way overdue. (laughs) So I just decided, okay, as long as I'm catching stuff up, you know, in honor of my 76th birthday last week, I'm going to go ahead and catch up my, my overdue vaccines. That's all. So. It's a Tdap oh. is a tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. Okay. 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 And I, I'm not going to get the COVID one again. Neither I've am had I. COVID, <laughs> and uh, you know, if I get COVID, mm, I yep. could die from it. You but could. I could also die from something else. So mm-hmm. that's right. Going. You got it. Mm-hmm. No, and it's I think true. I have effects from either the vaccination or having COVID. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to hang in there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I know I've had COVID once, and I think I've had it twice. 
You know, um, I think I was one of the first people in America to, to get COVID, actually, uh, because in 2019, my wife and daughter were in China uh, to be on TV. They, they've been to China many uh, Decembers, and they they have the Western New Year. They have a big national program, and they were on there um, doing their little routines. But while they were in China in 2019 for the New Year's, they went to a uh, a marathon. Thirty five thousand people crowded together at this marathon race, and everybody in their party caught this incredible cough. They were running fevers and coughing and hacking, and of course, nobody knew about COVID then. Right. We just thought it was a bad flu or something. Yeah, laryngitis. And uh, so they came home on January sixth, and by January 9th, I was coughing so hard. I have never coughed so hard in my life. Every rib I had was sore from coughing. Mm. And I was sick for about two and a half weeks with just this wow. horrible, horrible cough. Mm. And that's when we were learning about COVID. Yeah. You know, we said, oh, it's COVID. But in those days, you couldn't get a COVID test unless you ran a high fever. Mm-hmm. And I never got a high enough fever to qualify for an early COVID test. Mm. So I wasn't able to confirm whether it was or wasn't. Mm. And then I caught it again uh, April of last year. Oh, yeah, when you were on your trip. That's right. I was on a, a, a road trip with my wife and daughter, and I started getting a runny nose and a stuffy head, and I said, ah, you know, this Omicron version, it can give people just cold symptoms. I think I'll stop and get checked. So I stopped at a drugstore, and I bought a, a COVID test, and it was instantly positive. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the test and I said, well, this damn thing was made in China. I don't trust it. So, <laughs> so I, I walked in another, another uh, drugstore, spreading, of course, my germs to everyone in the store, and bought a second COVID test that was made in America. And it was also instantly positive. So I said, okay, two okay. tests from two countries. I guess it's positive. I got to admit I'm COVID positive. Uh. <laughs> but we spent... My wife, daughter, and I spent a week closed together in a car Mm. all day driving around Arizona and Nevada and seeing all the sights, and they never got sick. Mm. So I I must not have been shedding very much virus, even in those closed quarters. And my entire illness from COVID was three days of a runny nose. Mm. And whether that was due to my vaccines or whether it was due to the fact that I probably caught it in 2020 in January and had a bad case and so built up a lot of natural immunity? Or was it just, you know, I happened to get a piddly virus? I don't know. We just don't know, yeah. But you know what? It, did, it made me not very scared of this virus. Yeah. So I stay lean. I stay healthy. I run. I lift my weights. I keep my my muscle mass up and my body fat down and... Well, that's about all I can do, and I'm just not afraid. Do of you it. know what that is? That's what you've taught me. That's stacking the odds in your favor right. and yes. playing the game. Got it. <laughs> and that is one of my philosophies of life, and I yeah. spread it to all of my staff: is in life, you move the odds in your favor as far as you reasonably can, and then you relax and play the game. There you go. And you can still lose occasionally, but you win a lot more often if the odds that's are in right. your favor. That's right. right. And you have a better attitude. <laughs> that's right. Everybody around you, too. <laughs> so. Yes. Is that helpful for you, Cindy? Yeah, yes, very. I'm 88, and, you know, I 
I'm doing pretty well. Well, good. Great. Keep it up another 20 years, my dear. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. Good. uh, Yeah, I'm not going to get the COVID one. If I get COVID, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. And maybe I won't. And maybe uh, I could get something else. So that's what it's going to be. Life is uncertain. I appreciate appreciate your answers. You're welcome, Thank you very much. Life is uncertain. Eat dessert. Dinner is optional. <laughs> I agree. I like that. Right. I, I may have done that last night. I have not night. heard you say that oh, one before, God. Jerry. I may have done that last night. <laughs> dessert dinner is optional. Oh, Cindy, thank, thank you. you so much for your call. All right, Cindy. Yeah. Doc, Dr. Mixon has me so conditioned not to. I, I don't. I do the intermittent thing. I, yeah. I just not. Plus, my husband doesn't get home until later. So make the big lunch. That's what I have. And then he will yeah. have what I. And then I go to bed. Wake up early in the morning. Well, we went out for dinner for my daughter's birthday, and we were having this most amazing Italian. And and I had, I think, three bites of my thing. It was wonderful, wonderful, but it was like, I'm just not hungry. And, this doesn't... and then I had two bites of my desserts. So, uh, yes. guess what I'm having for lunch when I get home today? <laughs> the rest of that. Put it in the box and take it home. That's, that's, that's right. what I did. I even gave bites to other people, too. So yeah. The only dinners I eat are business dinners. Business dinners, okay. You know, if I'm with a bunch of business guys and we're talking they're all eating i'll order a salad or something and you know but there you go I find that I feel so much better if I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to go to Tacoma real quick. Kit is on the line. Kit, you were wanting to talk about something we brought up earlier in the show today. Welcome. Hello, Kit. Thank you. How can we help you, Kit? Go ahead. I was, I was, I had a question about uh, hormonal therapy for uh, DCIS. Uh, we met with uh, the cancer team. My wife was just just recently diagnosed and had a biopsy done. And we met with an oncologist, and they recommended uh, uh, hormonal treatment. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering what you thought about that. Yeah, well, like I said, DCIS, um, there is a real question in the community whether we should even call that a cancer or not. Um, you know, because it is generally a, it, they're abnormal changes. They have some microscopic things in common with a cancer, but not all. And in most women, they don't grow. Um, so the, we used to be really, really aggressive, and some doctors still are. But, you know, I mean, they, they were doing mastectomies and all sorts of things with this way back in the bad old days. And now they are less aggressive. Um, you know, this is two people this morning whose, you know, whose loved one has been diagnosed, and they're recommending the the the, um, the estrogen blockers. I'm not crazy about the estrogen blockers in women if you don't absolutely have to have it, because the estrogen blockers um, have a lot of side effects. And yeah, they they'll probably inhibit the growth of the tumor, but if there's better ways to inhibit it, or if it can be inhibited locally, and not hit the whole body, for instance, if you're going to put uh, aromatase and testosterone blockers right in the breast, like Dr. Glazer was doing, 
then you get minimal effect in the rest of the body and the brain and the bones and the heart and all the other parts of the body that, you know, that are damaged by blocking the estrogens uh, doesn't happen as much. Mm. And so, you know, I just think there's a, there are alternatives. Right. If the lesion is small enough, of course, they can do a lumpectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, then they do yes. recommend mastectomy. And then sometimes yes. they'll opt for radiation therapy. But DCIS, by definition, has not spread. Right. So you should not need a mastectomy. Lumpectomy should be more, more I, than adequate for 95% of the I people. agree. And I think there might be more to the patient history than we are aware of yes. that leads to that decision. Yeah, Obviously. This- the surgeon, the surgeon did uh, did say that uh, she was going to do a lumpectomy. Okay. Good. Yeah. And so, you know, once more, I would, I am very aware of the impact of losing mm-hmm. the the steroid hormones on human bodies right. in, in age. I mean, it just it beats the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be desperately in love with my wife, and if she should ever turn up with a DCIS. I would be looking for alternatives. I've already said it last time, and I'll say it again. I would be calling Rebecca Glazer, and I'd have my wife on a plane to Ohio and say, Rebecca, fix her. Mm. <laughs> because she's got pap- she has published the papers in the national journals that I think have got the most remarkable results. Mm-hmm. I think she is 10 years ahead of the rest of the profession. Mm. And for my woman, that's where I'd be wanting to go. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good information? Is the blocker the same as Anti, anti, anti-estrogen. Anti- estrogen. Is well, that the same thing? Kind of. Testosterone itself is an anti-estrogen. Okay, it it tends to protect women against breast cancer, and it tends to shrink breast cancers when they're there, assuming they're they're hormone sensitive tumors. Um, and then the the aromatase inhibitor, the one that she used in her papers was called Arimidex. Um, it's uh, it is a a chemical that you can take in high doses and it blocks the estrogen in your whole body. And that's generally what the oncologists do. They give them like one milligram a day every day and they're they're becoming capable of making estrogen anywhere. But that means their brain, their bones, their skin, you know, everything, their heart is all blocked. And... Uh, what Dr. Glazer is doing is putting it right where you need it, which is in the breast, right around where the tumor was, so that you get maximum effect there and minimum effect everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because gotcha. that's what you want to do is treat the breast. That's where the t- disease is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Right? So, it's pretty, anyway. Yeah, it's pretty much just a... a a personal preference is what you want to do. Yes, it is. I mean, there's there's a lot of choices in this world. And, you know, I've been in medicine I'm near 50 years now. I've mm-hmm. seen the pendulum swing this way and that away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not sure any of us have truth with a capital T. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we follow the, the latest data the best we know how, and we make judgment calls. And, you know, we doctors are people and we are wrong from time to time. In fact is 
we're wrong a lot more often than I would like to admit. Because mm. right? you know, accept, accepting our mortality and our fallibility makes most doctors very uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. well, good luck to your wife and the family. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you, Kit. Bye, bye, sir. Thank you. Mm. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have something exciting going on in our clinics here. In about a week and a half, we want to let you be aware of, and we've got some more calls on the way, too. Uh, Don and Dennis, you're next, so stay right there. If you've got a call or a question for the doctors, we'd love to hear from you. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and this is our number. We are live in the studio on this Labor Day weekend, 800-465-8770. That's 800 800- 465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more of the show. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wives, my sons, my friends, and all my neighbors, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. This is Dr. Jerry Mixon. If you want to stay healthier longer, well, I'm the guy to help you with that goal. If you want to stay out of a nursing home without becoming a burden on your loved ones, Rajiv Nagayich is the one you need. No one can help you plan your future as well as Rajiv. And this is because he's done the original research on the subject and developed a solution no one else has except his patients. Trust me, he's different. He's helped me with my long-term financial planning, and I've helped him with his long-term health plans. You really should check him out. He still does seminars, and they're free. Invest an hour with him and walk away with a lifetime of peace of mind. There are three seminars scheduled for September. Register at lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. Register today. When I said I didn't want to love and you were no one, I was thinking of. Believe me, baby, I lied. Well, I got no good excuses, but I got plenty of regrets. Leading Edge Medicine, hi there. My name is Lynette. Glad to be with you on this Labor Day weekend. Beautiful weather outside today. Could be a little cloudy for the next few days. Starting to feel like fall for sure. 
Uh, we have a couple more calls we'll get to in just a moment, and you can get in the queue as well at 800-465-8770. Dr. Yumet, you were telling us uh, off mic during our little break that there's something exciting going oh, on. Oh, yes, of the course. Clinic. I know. You know, I went to uh, one of our team in marketing, and I told her all the things that were going on, and she goes, okay, you can slow down now. <laughs> Because we've just talked about IVs, and then we did the Viashore, and then the move, and now I told her about my DNA, and then the weight loss program that's also in the works. And she goes, okay, I'm a little overwhelmed. You can slow down. <laughs> but we don't want to slow down. We have no. so much going on and so much exciting stuff. This is something, actually, Dr. Mixon has been wanting for a very long time, and I've been dragging my feet on this. That's right. So, <laughs> so it's my DNA age, and as of September 12th, this will go live in our clinics. And any current longevity patient can ask their doctor for this test. Right. All new health analysis visits will get it automatically within the same price range. We're not raising the price. Nope. And um, we might run a fair just for this test like we've done for gallery. That's, yeah. I'm thinking about that. We're working on that, Dr. Yeah. Mixon. Well, actually, you know, and I think we get a lot more response with it. I mean, we had a big response with the gallery at oh, yeah. $1,200 a pop. This is only $300. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, what's going on is when we're born, when we are conceived, when the egg meets sperm and we get our brand new mix of DNA, you know, we take some strands from mom and some strands from dad and we put it together and now we have us. (laughs) And um, we are pretty much pristine at that point. The only defects we've got are those we inherited. (laughs) And... uh, but as we as we age, a lot of stuff is happening to us. Uh, there are sugars and high insulins and free radicals and external radiation and the personal choices and cytokines produced from, yeah. from body fat and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. And so we get methylation of the epigenetic markers. And so what is happening is the methylation is actually changing the way that our DNA is expressed. Uh, We have a lot more genes than we actually have turned on. And so what will happen is, as our DNA becomes methylated, some genes that we had are turned off and others are turned on. Mm, And the degree of methylation of your DNA is reasonably constant depending on how long you've lived and what your lifestyle is like. Mm -hmm. Uh, And both of those can influence it. And so we now know that when you get a certain degree of methylation, you start becoming subject to cardiovascular disease. And at another point of methylation, you start becoming subject to dementia mm. and cognitive decline. And so what we're doing is we, we've now got markers or average amounts of DNA methylation from age 2 to 85. So we can now measure your DNA get us a a marker of how much methylation you've had and put you on that scale. Mm. And it'll say, you have as much damage to your DNA as we normally see at X age. Mm -hmm. Now, if if you have lived longer than that, let's say your chronologic age is 70 and you got DNA methylation more typical for a a 55-year-old, that's good news. That is good news. If you're 55 and you've got DNA methylation consistent with a 70-year-old, that's bad news. Okay. Okay? But we can actually demethylate your DNA. 
mm-hmm. by changing your lifestyle and your hormone status and your exercise and your weight, we can really demethylate it. And so we can we can measure your DNA on an annual basis now right? and tell you where you are compared to the general population right. and where you are compared to yourself a year ago. Mm-hmm. Is, are you aging at the usual rate? Are you aging faster than normal? Are you aging slower than normal? Are we turning back your biological clock mm. to some degree? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a neat thing to be able to yeah. do to people now. Yes. So, okay. It's about $300 a pop. Okay. You know? And what is the test called again? It's my well, DNA my age. My DNA age. Okay. My DNA age. Okay. And so, you know, we are doing it for the very same price that's on their website. Okay. So they, they don't pay any extra from having us do it. But here you actually get a doctor to sit down with you and tell you about it. That's exactly And right. we're throwing it into our initial evaluation. So that's everybody correct. that comes in and becomes a patient right. will get this test done initially right and then we can check it periodically to see how they're doing and the value as you said dr mixon is in the second third fourth time because now you want to see is this really working for you or not and yes. what what else do you need to do to turn this around oh. that's right it's fascinating we yes. live in such an amazing time in history where you, you know, can get all can this imagine. knowledge yeah. from the tests yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so ask for that when you are coming in as that's a right. longevity patient mm-hmm. starting september 12th okay just a week and a half away that's mm-hmm. wonderful all right let's get back to the phones we've got some callers from kent don is on the line hi don thank you for calling Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Good morning. During the intro this morning, Dr. Nixon, you mentioned the uh, your vaccines that you were uh, needing to get, and you yep. mentioned the pneumococcal one or you know, the pneumonia one, and I was yes. a little puzzled because fig- I figured that you must have already had the uh, <laughs> PCV13 and the uh, PPSV23, which are the two that that I have already had. Uh-huh. And uh, so I started digging around, and I and I see that there is now that one the pcv20 that prevnar 20 that you're hearing about on the advertisements and uh that one would be available for older folks like yourself and myself yep however i have a question sure multicare who i'm hooked up with normally hounds me about every single vaccine I need to get. <laughs> yes, I, I just same a here, Don. Them a few days ago telling me to come in for a flu shot, and, and I was like, okay. But I've never received any, uh, you know, advisory to get a PCV20 yet, yeah. and I'm wondering, uh, do you view the PCV20 as... Uh, an essential addition to uh, those older shots I mentioned that I received about five, six years ago. Okay. You see, I have not had a a pneumococcal for 20 years. <laughs> so I, I, I had it when I, I had it when I was a, a family doc because I was, you know, face to face with people, you know, all day, every day, sick people, yes, sick people coughing and hacking in yeah. my face. Um, so I kept my vaccines up when I was a family physician. But you know, when I moved over here 25 <laughs> years ago, <laughs> um, that became less urgent. And so I've kind of let it all slip. And so I just decided in honor of my 76th birthday, I was going to go back and I took a look at my last vaccines and I, I was 
shocked at how far back some of them were. And I just said, you know, I ought to catch it all up. You get the newest, best stuff today. And so it was, it, 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 it's nothing that I have been especially hounded to do, I guess. It's just, you know, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on the high side of mid-70s now, running for 80 as hard as I can. Uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So that was my choice. It's, it's not a, you know, I don't think it's critical. Um, I'm about as low risk as a man my age can be. But what the hell? It's only a shot. <laughs> so. And it's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, then, uh, I, I guess my question is, uh, if you've already had the, uh, those older shots, yeah. That I mentioned. W- would yes. you view the uh, that would I new, view it as critical? You know, flavor Again, of the month, the PCV twenty, yeah. is is a no. good addition. Okay, if I were looking at going to a, a a nursing home, if I were in poor health, if I were getting fragile, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd say yeah, it's probably it, it it would move into the critical category. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's just kind of belt and suspenders. You know, I, I can run okay. four miles before I get short of breath. Sure. You know, I'm doing 250 push-ups a, a day, five days last week. Um, you know, I, I'm robust and strong and lean. The odds on Mike dying of pneumococcus are pretty remote. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, well, here, one one last uh, thing for sure. you, Dr. Mixon. Uh, you'll get a kick out of this because uh, those notations for those two uh, pneumonia shots that I mentioned earlier from 2017 uh-huh. and 2018 are in the back of my yellow WHO uh, vaccine uh, card or booklet that I received uh-huh. in oh, wow. early <laughs> 1969. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. I don't think they and, do those uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let me tell you, it is filled up because uh, <laughs> once I deployed overseas, uh, oh, yes. Dr. Mixon uh, uh, shared a trip uh, to that location. And uh, once you <laughs> you headed over there, you ended up with all those uh, oh, yes. uh, typhoids, typhoids. Typhus, plague, yes. a bunch of plague shots. I remember oh the plague shot as being a uh, one that hurt a lot. Uh-huh. But yes. they would give you that one a lot. And they used uh, the air guns. Oh, boy. You know, they'd oh. line you up. And, Not that kind and, of air gun. Oh. air gun. They had an air gun on either side. Mm. And, oh. And oh. as you, wa- as you oh. walk down the line, these guys would zap you in both arms, and you'd take two more steps and Next? zap you in two more. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Wow. And do not, do not, if you get ever get an air gun shot, do not try and move away too early or anything like that, because That's that scary. air gun will, it'll, it'll will cut, you. cut your arm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my if you, God. If you flinch during the shot it, it you bleed okay so those shots have changed over the years oh shots have changed, yeah so but yeah but we were yeah we were going to an endemic area where you know if you're out in the field in in southeast asia there was a lot of bugs around uh-huh. <laughs> and you didn't question them you got your shots got your shot yes That's you right. did come on trooper <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> next hey john thank you so much for your call it was right. great thank you for the call oh, you're welcome. thank you thank you uh, all right bye-bye. Wow, what a story. <laughs> Gonna break right
right here, and we're back with more Leading Edge Medicine and your questions. Live in the studio, we have Dr. Samira Umat today and Dr. Jerry Mixon. Here is the number to get through with your question. We've got room for you, 800-465-8770. We're going to talk to a caller in Hawaii next. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call now with your questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'd give anything to make you mine mine. I'll be your bitten beat, you beck and call. Oh, we're having way too much fun today. Yes, we are. On a Labor Day weekend, we're usually recorded on this weekend, but we were all in town and we said, hey, let's do it live. We are in. And here's that number to get through with your your questions, 800-465-8770. And we are going to go to Hawaii. Dennis is on the line. Dennis, what part of Hawaii are you from? We're on the island of Kauai by the Okay. Oh, my favorite island. Oh, the beautiful Garden Island. I really, yeah. I have okay. a lot of warm memories of, of Kauai. Yes, and we've been uh, praying for the folks of Maui the yes, last few weeks. We really wow. Yes. I saw a picture of the tree the other day. Mm, the banyan the, tree yeah, in line. They, they have new life on that tree. I hear that, yeah. yes. Didn't die. That's yeah. good. Oh, that's, that's good. That's a beautiful tree. My daughter loved playing around that tree. Oh, yes. So many generations have loved that tree. Okay, anyway, Dennis. How can what? we help you, Dennis? Yeah. Well, I, I know you emphasize exercise, and I'm mm-hmm. on board with that. But what uh, do you think, or do you have an opinion about vibration plates as kind of a supplement to that? As a supplement and not a replacement for, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, older people, we start getting unstable gates. Um 
But I can tell you there's a faster, simpler, cheaper one. Mm. You can buy these little little inflatable things about, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 inches across. Mm. And uh, they squish when you step on them. Okay. And you take two of them and you put a foot on each one. Okay. And you'll find that this thing is a very unstable as your weight shifts. It'll in Parts of it will inflate and deflate and move back and forth. Um, you know, working to keep your balance yeah. good as you age is really important because that's a large part of people falling. So with the vibration, what you're saying is for balance. What he's talking about with the vibration, I guess he's trying to get some muscle activity. Yeah, and, and it does yeah. trigger some muscle activity, right. some core balance again, because your body sees this vibration as instability. Okay. And so you tighten up muscles in an effort. So it... It's a kind of a semi iso you know isotonic metric, sort of isometric yeah. contraction. Yeah. yeah. Um I like things with more motion to them myself just because I like moving. Yeah. But you know, I, I have no objection to it. I don't I don't think it's going to build a great deal of muscle mass. I'd rather you do in squats. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, coming from a physical medicine and rehab background, I actually sometimes worry about those vibration plates in the elderly with joints and uh, nerves um, and the back and disc herniations and so on and so forth, especially if you you have something that you don't know about and then you exacerbate something. Um, In the younger population, it's, it's not as much of an issue. But you know what I've been seeing lately is a brand new laser machine that you go into the office and they literally just put pads on the abdomen for example and they stimulate the abdominal but that's muscle. not laser that's actually electrical current current yeah uh-huh. yeah they they trigger the muscle contractions with electricity right and that is i think a little bit more powerful than the vibration device that you're talking about in yeah. terms of causing muscle contraction building muscle fiber and maybe even burning some fat yeah yeah, in fact, that one you can adjust the power. Yes, you and can. And you can make it anywhere from a mild contraction to almost tetany. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Those yeah. can hurt from yeah. what I've heard. Um, so that's another new thing, um, a little bit more expensive than having your own vibration plate at home. Hmm. I'm not About so... $50,000. Uh, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> quite a bit. I, and you want a therapist to do that for you. Okay. But I'm not, um, as we get older, not very far. I mean, I have seen you at a conference on a vibration plate having fun, but yes. honestly I was worried for you when you were doing that. <laughs> I can, you were lucky you didn't have anything bad happen. Okay. I can get on that vibration plate and stand on one foot. Come I on, know right. you did. I know. And But I was worrying Next for time, you tether. as you were showing off. <laughs> we don't want you to get hurt. Is that helpful for you, Dennis? Yeah, very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Hi. Aloha. Thank you for calling. Aloha. All right. Aloha. Oh, it's but you have to do it the way it's done. Aloha. Aloha. I like that better. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're going to stay back in Washington State here in Stillicum and Don on the line. Don, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. I'm in Shelton. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah I, I used to own a church in Shelton. A church? No. Oh. Yeah. Did yeah. you really? The little oh, yeah. red, the little red brick church right downtown. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I bought that because it was they built themselves a big new church. Okay. And so I bought it and 
re- refurbished it as my office. Oh, that's right. Ah, that's right. I used to you tell, did do that. Yeah, yeah. I used to tell people that now you can just consider this a temple of healing. <laughs> temple of healing. Did that's you right. keep the steeple on top? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Anyway. How can we help Don? How can we help Don? What's up? Well, yes. I, uh, uh, my question is I have, uh, after almost a year and a half, two years of tests and studies, what have you, I've been diagnosed with CIDP, and I'm, uh, I also have MGUS, and it's an early stage. It's on a two being a bad number, I'm a one. And uh, I'm being treated at this point for the CIDP. I've been, uh, it's been recommended to have the infusions of IVIG. I've had my first treatment. I have one next week. And my symptoms, I've had, uh, I've lost uh, the atrophy of my calves and uh, a, a chunk of my feet. So I walk. Uh, you're joking about balance. It's, it's very, mm-hmm. very real. You're, we're, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like a, a wobbly toy half the time. And um, I came aware uh, of um, a treatment, a LDN, low-dose naltroxone, that yeah. uh, some pharmacists or friends have said may be beneficial to me, and I have not had success in uh, discussions with my medical team at this point. And I just wondered what your, your opinion would be of the LDN, or if you're aware of that. Okay, let's start with the CIDP. Great. Chronic inflammatory demyelinated polyradiculopathy. <laughs> wow, I don't think I'm going to try to learn that word. That's okay, big. yeah, so CIDP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot easier. You know, I know one, I have a friend who, who suffers from this, and he has home here and in Hawaii. He goes back and forth. But he'll come home and he gets his his intravenous uh, 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 gammas and so on. And outrageously expensive uh, treatment, from what I understand. Yeah. LDN? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they, they were doing like $14,000 a pop. What? Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah, outrageous. But anyway, um, he's improving slightly. I guess he's been getting the therapy every month or two for the, the last year or so, and he's getting some improvement. His hit, his hit his hands and his arms more than his his lower extremities. Um, I've I, I have not heard of low dose naltrexone for this particular issue. I, Correct. In the medical realm, it's not a treatment. I know some alternative physicians, even our naturopathic physicians, have used it. I think there is some anecdotal evidence that it has helped some people, but I think depending upon how severe the condition was, I would probably opt for the immunoglobulin therapies first. I'm just and then, yeah, I'm just wondering if. About the possibility of doing it as an add-on, yeah, the and immunoglobulins first, and then right. this as a second adjuvant therapy, yeah, and um, yeah. to prevent or or in early early disease when it's not so extensive to maybe slow down the progression. Um, but I don't know enough about it. Have not read published data is, about it. Have you yeah. brought the question up with your neurologist? Yeah, she's a little reluctant to do um, simultaneous, not being able to measure if the infusions are successful. And my particular kind of of, uh, neuropathy, I guess there's several different kinds, it's difficult to measure any progress because I don't have pain. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm losing function and sense, sensory and that kind of thing. So it's more yes. of a maybe arresting it as opposed to making it better. And it's hard to give feedback saying, well, I don't hurt anymore. Well, I didn't hurt to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. true. Yeah. And, well, and the question is, how much atrophy are you getting in those muscles? Mm. Um, you know, and my friend, he, he has profound atrophy in his hands and forearms. Okay. Um, so. Yes, and that in my book, the, uh, uh, the test and there, there's no stimulation whatsoever in the, in the, that middle calf and in the top there, there's no nerve stimulation at all when I got tested. Okay. So it's after, oh, after yeah. completely in those muscles. Yeah. Okay. You know, so do they do they do nerve conduction studies for you? Is that how they know? Yes. Yes. We yeah. did the um, you know, what the co we do that you get electrodes and they hit you with a taser. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's they're painful. Okay. Yeah. That's the only way to know. Uh, you know, they could do a series before and after, and you might get an idea. But I think, given what you're saying, I'd probably go for the globulins and listen to your neurologist and maybe do this uh, later and not simultaneously. Yeah, although I'm okay. going to pull some papers. This just got me a little bit curious because, once yeah. more, if there is a place for it, I would like to let my friend know about it, too. I agree. And, you know, I haven't seen data about it. I know our naturopathic colleagues during our clinic, too, are more familiar with LDN than we are as MDs. And I know that uh, for pain and for weight loss, we have talked about using LDN for whoever um, is familiar with it and can know how to watch it and how to kind of increase the dose. In my experience, I used it once for a lady with pain, and it really did not help her, and we discontinued treatment yeah, after What a while. I understand, and you would know better than I, of course, is that it uh, does, that, you know, it's obviously in a high dose it's used for addiction. Right. right. Yeah, like you said, the alternate or the subsequent, uh, what do you call it, uh, other studies that come along with it, is that it, it goes after the same receptors, I guess, whatever that uh, inflammatory autoimmune has and uh, and shuts them off just like it does the hepatic and that evidently is part of the causal of some of the inflammatory autoimmune issues that it isn't just CIDP but I understand there's a, an array of afflictions that have a similar concept of the receptor blocking that that helps, uh, helps eliminate that progression. Yeah, oh, I know some people are using it for a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. So, but again, I had I've done no reading on this with CIDP. Yeah, me neither. Because I've only okay. known one case in my life, and I was not involved in treating him. He was just a social friend. Mm. But um, well, I, I appreciate it. thank you. All right, well, yeah. yep, I'll look it up and see what I can do. Right. You know, call us back another time. If we have more information, we'll be happy to share it with you. Yeah, thank you for your call, Don. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. And, and all the best doctor. to you. Yeah, all Bye-bye. the best to you. Good thank luck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine, taking your phone calls and answering your questions. We're going to Burien now, and we have Howard. Good morning, Howard. Hello, Howard. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was listening with interest last week. You talked about Tadiafil. Mm. Yes, Tadiafil. I had a couple. Yeah, I'm 75 in good health, and I don't have or need any prescriptions. But the benefits that you announced about it sound 
very good. I don't have ED problems, but, you know, the relaxing of the arteries and the prostate mm-hmm. and the other good things it does for you. So I guess my basic question is, if I get on that, would I take two and a half MGs a day or five or <laughs> or? Do you have an well, answer for that? The average dose for older men on a daily basis is five milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and it, uh, you know, it, it's a nice drug. It's, yeah, as, I mean, I can run through the litany for those that maybe have missed it in previous weeks, but yeah, it, it was written. If you want to, um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm was, it, yeah, was, it was written originally for erectile disorder and by. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that was Sildenafil. Oh, okay. This okay. one was made yes, specifically for ED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But it was originally prescribed for for erectile disorders. But now we know that most solid tumors, most cancers, are very rich in phosphodiesterase, and so a phosphodiesterase inhibitors tend to slow down the growth of cancers. They tend to decrease the the uh, development and spread of cancers from from metastasis. I saw one big study that showed that it cut the risk of prostate cancer in half. Mm. And so for older men, prostate cancer is a biggie. So a 50% reduction in the instance of prostate cancer. Incredible. You know, mm. um, in, in addition to the better erectile function, uh, mm. it uh, decreases the risk of heart, uh, fatal heart attacks. Uh, in fact, when used with testosterone and a statin, it re- in older male diabetics, it dropped the risk of dying from a heart attack from 30% to 3%. Mm. And, and statins alone and, um, and the PD-5 alone did not come close to it. It was in combination with testosterone. Yes, yeah. it was the testosterone, the PD-5 right. inhibitor, and the statin. The three of them dropped yeah, that well, risk... Yeah. So and it, well, and it improves uh, blood flow to the brain, mm-hmm. and Ooh, so you know, as a, as an older man, I don't see any of those things that uh, <laughs> that I don't want. Yeah. So yeah, I'm too. on it every day. Uh, yeah. So my question is, you know, I like to take the slowest. I'm sorry, the lowest dose that helps sure. me. Would two and a half a day be enough, or should I go to five? You think? I don't know. Um, you know, I, <laughs> Try I, one. I yeah, the, the, the standard dose for men has been five. And I've found yeah. a fair number of older men that as they age, uh, increase it to 10. Hmm. Uh, I don't okay. know anybody taking two and a half, but that doesn't mean it would work. It just means I have no experience with that level. Okay, great. And one other thing sort of related, uh, the beat... <clears throat> Uh, substance, the beet substance mm-hmm. we take sure. for uh, the nitric oxide. Uh, yeah. I got some of that recently, and I used a glass full of it before I go run or a workout. Uh-huh. Sure. Just started doing it a couple weeks ago. But I don't notice a bit of difference as far as my wind, energy, or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Does it take a while to kick in, or is it kicking in too quick no, it should, going away? If it's, if it's got to work, it should work within minutes. Um, yeah. You know the, the nitrates get in your system quickly, mm-hmm. uh, so you're you know you're you're talking about the super beats or one of the the analogs right. to that. Yeah. Um, it, how long are they effective? I, roughly, any idea? Um, no, you know I've never used super beats for myself or my patients. I, I see their ads. Um, you know if I'm going to do beats, I just like beats. I 
say, go ahead and That's mix up a big I bowl of borscht. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love them. But I can, um, I can stand the juice made out of the powder. Yeah. and okay. I've been using a generic, you know, a different brand that's about half the price super beets but okay sure. well i guess you answered my question so i thank you very I much mean, but we love your don't program. even know what's okay. in them right does it even no, do don't. anything i think the best way to know might even be measure nitric oxide yeah. before and then after and know yeah you know we we measure your nitric oxide levels in your saliva um, right. Before we before we do a, a nitric oxide producer, because we've got a couple of things that we can use in the office that we give people, but we check your nitric oxide first, and then we can give you the compound and see if it helped. And if it did, then uh-huh. you should stay on it. So right. you know, we you ask your doctor to you know check your nitric oxide level. I will do that next time. I to go see him next week. So we we'll appreciate right. the information. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you for the call, Howard. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine. Time for one more call today on Bremerton. We're going to go to Bremerton, take a ferry, and talk with Tom. (laughs) We have a wait on the ferry. There is a wait on the ferry, but we will travel with radio waves. Hi there, Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi. Hi. Hi, doctors. Yeah, I have a, a pain in my right knee, and I've had it for about four months, and it's progressing and getting worse. Uh, I'm a patient, and uh, my doctor uh, had to prescribe collagen. I've been taking collagen for several months, and that doesn't seem to be doing anything. So I'm looking for a recommendation of what to do to get rid of that pain. Well, I need a little more information about the pain. Are we talking about on or under the kneecap? Are we talking about laterally? Are we talking about on the backside? Where does it hurt, and when does it hurt? Uh, under the kneecap when I move it. Okay. So you may have a chondromalacia, which would be common. Uh, how old are you, sir? 86. Okay. Right. Um, and four months. Four months ago, you didn't have any of this? Uh, correct. Okay. So you're bending your knee. Are you kneeling down on something at that time that may have caused you know it? What? Did you hurt yourself? Not that I'm aware of, no. It's just something that started as a minor pain and then progressed. Yeah, see, a kneecap is is mostly cartilage. It's not really bone. And the underside where it, where it rubs across the knee, across the joint, can get rough and inflamed and irritated. And that's and it, very common. Yeah, it happens a lot. And so what you're really trying to do is decrease the, the inflammation. Right. Um, and so I would be looking for supplements that are you know, anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. High-dose resveratrol, um, curcumin, um, you know, any of that that's polyphenols that we're, we're using as, as anti-inflammatory Well, yeah, products. omega fish oils will do it, boswellia, yeah. uh, and some natural supplements. Sometimes I even tell patients to rub testosterone cream in that area, see if it'll help decrease some of the inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you want to find out what the diagnosis is first. So if you haven't had any x-ray, I suggest maybe getting an x-ray. Uh, you know, you mentioned the collagen. I'm not quite sure if you're even absorbing 
doing any of that collagen, let alone trying to reduce pain symptoms with that. So uh, not sure about that. Um, as Dr. Mixon has mentioned many times, the best um, collagen is actually from food. Um, if you eat some, you know that you're going to get some into your system. I've struggled with recommendations of collagen, and I actually don't yeah. go that route. I just don't know what it's an expensive product. Is it working or not? I, how much are you really absorbing? Is it really going to do anything? Yep. Um, so that's a, a tough one for me to answer. So I'd really focus on the pain a little bit. What was the etiology, the timeline? What have you done for it? What is the diagnosis? And maybe go in for an x-ray if it's still persisting, especially if it's um, you know radiating anywhere, if it's getting worse, and if it's affecting your lifestyle, your ability to walk, sleep, Climb if stairs. it's all waking up. Um, in the night so um, you know is it red is it inflamed all those kinds of things do you have an effusion in the joint what's going on um, so I would if you've been having it for four months now I think it's time to go in and somebody put their hands on it and take a look yep, absolutely so get yourself into a okay. decent orthopedist let them examine that joint thoroughly get some imaging studies and get a firm diagnosis Okay. First diagnosis, then therapy. If you don't know exactly what you're treating, chances of treating it well are poor. So. Thank okay, you Tom. Much, All, right, All right, take care. Sir. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much yeah. for calling in. It's been a busy show for a Labor Day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, lots of different calls today. And, of course, we keep all of our broadcasts and post those on our website each week. Right around Tuesday or Wednesday, you can go in there and, and hear the previous Saturday broadcast. And that way, if you thought you heard something or wanted to hear something again or maybe refer a friend to listen, you can do that. We have a collection on our website. You can go to lmclinic.com to hear those back. That's also where you go to sign up for the free health analysis appointment because so many times we'll get calls from people that we'll hear the doctors talk about, well, if you take this or this, this will help. But if you don't measure, you don't know, right, Dr. Mixon? Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you're a patient here at Longevity, they will measure. You measure a lot. They have the information. They won't guess at what you need because they know what you need because they see the numbers. And that's why it's so important to get in for that free health analysis appointment. Find out if you are at risk for things down the road coming up that you could be facing things like cancer, uh, joint degeneration, uh, sexual dysfunction, diabetes, heart disease, and so much more. Get the details by coming in for that two free tests, the blood test and the Embody test, and meet our staff here at Longevity. The phone number to call and to get through is 866-86-YOUNG. Ask for the free health analysis appointment, or you can go online to lmclinic.com. And we have three clinics that you can choose from. You can go to Kirkland, and in about three weeks, we'll have a brand new clinic. You can Yay. come check it out. Can't wait. We're also <laughs> located in Tacoma and in Linwood as well. It's Leading Edge Medicine, and of course, we're talking talking about those longevity medical clinics. All right. Well, we will be back in the studio next weekend, and we may have a special doctor in the studio. Dr. Is Michael Gilbert. Dr. Michael Gilbert. He is our eye specialist. That's next week right here on Leading Edge Medicine. You have a great rest of your weekend.